It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes 3-1. The final score, Vegas now 29-19-4 on the year and dropping uh, to third place in the Pacific Division should the LA Kings hold on to win their game against the Anaheim Ducks. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, you, you look at this game, it's another 40-plus shot performance from the Vegas Golden Knights, but when when they needed a shot, when they were in dangerous scoring areas, they just never seemed to be able to execute there. No, in particular in the final portion of the third period, they finally got to the dangerous areas, but once they got there, it's like they were overcompensating or they had to do something extra. And that little bit of panic when you see the puck right in front of you, you almost freeze because it's right there. <laughs> but they could not get it to go. And it happened a few times there in the late stages. But the chaos that seemed to be so dangerous yielded but one shot on goal. And uh, you talk about the shots that did make it on goal. They're not all created equal. You think about the scoring chances, those that were dangerous, they didn't actually get shots, but the shots that they did get, so many of them were low percentage from the perimeter. Not to take anything away from Scott Wedgwood, who was deservedly the number one star today. He looked calm and cool. He does not have much NHL experience, but he was very good today. You know, Dan, let's head back to Gila River Arena and hear from head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. Story for herself. I think, um, you know, for me, the story of the game was... Uh, we, we played well enough defensively. Our goalie was good enough to win. We got one goal tonight from our fourth line. Um, you know, I thought the first period was probably the, the turning point. I thought we had, you know, multiple chances to, to really put them in a hole. Uh, odd man rushes, two power plays, and, and didn't let them hang around. And that's what happens when you let teams hang around. The one goal, was there anything you didn't like offensively or you would have liked to see more of? Well, yeah, I mean, I'll have to look at it. You know, you, you gotta, we got to stick some of those in the net. You have to give them some credit. Their goalie made some big saves. They blocked a bunch of shots. Uh, but, you know, when, when you get two-on-ones, when you get breakaways, when you get, you know, we had a three-on-one, you know, you've got to execute. It's that time of year. Max Patrick left kind of late in the second period, just kind of... What's his status? Yeah, Patch and Yanmark both left the game. Uh, I don't have an update yet on it. What, how much do you think that played in, just having the two forward short in the third period? No, not an excuse. You know, I think we had enough guys up there. We gave a good push in the third, so it wasn't it wasn't the bodies that were the issue. You know, for me, it was it was not putting them away in the first period when we had when we had opportunities to do that. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game. Uh, a 3-1 loss to the Arizona Coyotes, so a couple of things to get to in the commentary from head coach Pete DeBoer. And, you know, you look at kind of the commentary on defensive hockey for the Golden Knights. I, I, listen, I thought Vegas defended well enough. There were certainly moments in this game where the Arizona Coyotes had the puck in the offensive zone. They were cycling. They were they were really taking possession away from the Vegas Golden Knights but even in those moments I didn't really feel like Arizona was able to get into the really dangerous areas the Golden Knights put another way the Golden Knights did not give away 
too many high danger chances against in this game at least not on five on five now uh, you look back to the first period the the period that i thought the golden knights probably played their best hockey three on one opportunity nick Hague backdoor just doesn't connect on that final pass to put the puck in the back of the net i think it's a it's an honest critique from pete DeBoer on his team flat out there were moments in this game early on specifically where the golden knights if they execute if they put the puck in the back of the net i think it's a different game they did not execute on their chances their three on ones two on ones breakaway opportunities and to me going into this one pregame show my main focus here key to the game key matchup all of it was golden knights power play coming through against one of the league's worst penalty killing teams and it didn't happen when you have two power play opportunities in the first seven minutes of the game and there's nothing going on legitimately nothing going on on those power play opportunities it takes away it siphons momentum completely from your game it doesn't lend confidence and for me like the the game might as well have been in those two power play opportunities early for the golden knights you score on one of those or both of those it's a completely different game and the Golden Knights never really got set up. They never really had flow to their offensive game. And I think it all stemmed really from those power play opportunities early where you have a chance, gain some confidence, doesn't happen, and all of a sudden you're squeezing your stick a little bit too tightly. All of a sudden you fall back into that natural frustration because you're in a tight game with an opponent you shouldn't be in a tight game with. You know, when you look at the Arizona Coyotes, the amount of wins that they have this year, where the Golden Knights are, this shouldn't be a tight game. Now, you got to tip your cap to Scott Wedgwood. He made some really good saves. But the best opportunities for the Golden Knights tonight didn't yield a save. They yielded a wide shot, missed shot, deflected play, hopping over the stick. Just nothing there in terms of that final execution for the Golden Knights. So, you know, for Vegas, it's back to the drawing board. And I think, you know, Dan Duva, in, in talking to Gary Lawless, made an interesting point about for the first time, all month long, the Golden Knights are going to get an opportunity to answer a poor performance immediately when they take on the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. And make no mistake about it, the Golden Knights are going to have to play much better tomorrow night than they did tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. Because if they, if they bring the same level to their game tomorrow, it isn't going to be pretty. The Colorado Avalanche right now are clicking on all cylinders. This is a team that is seemingly scoring at will and unable to lose a hockey game. So for Vegas, it's back to the drawing board. You have to find a way to put the puck in the back of the net. You've got to regain some of that scoring swagger and confidence that this team had early on in the year. You have to continue to defend better and better and better. You know, but for me, I think the big thing, the big question coming out of this one is what are the Golden Knights going to look like tomorrow? Post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Peter Boer talked about uh, Max Pacioretty, did not play in the third period. Matthias Janmark also left the game. Now, Pacioretty seemed to be hampered by something. There was a collision, gingerly over to the bench, left the game in the second period, did not return. Didn't see anything that stood out to me. Uh, with Matthias Janmark, but you know that being said, the Golden Knights were without two of their forwards. What are they going to look like tomorrow? Jonathan March so missed the game tonight out with the flu. You get Zach Whitecloud back into the fold, but you know for a Golden Knights team that's really been behind the eight ball all season long with injuries, 
if you're looking at any type of time without Pacioretty or Matias Janmark available to you, all of a sudden you're way back to where you were at the beginning of the year where you just are having a major issue putting together a roster that is the same night in and night out. And it's not an excuse. I'm not going to sit here and make it an excuse here. I'm just not. Let's head back to Gila River Arena as we hear from Riley Smith as he addresses the media. Um, we got to turn the page quick. We have an important one tomorrow. Guys, obviously, do have very big opponents tomorrow night. I mean, were you guys overlooking obviously this game at all? Um, I don't think so. But um, you know, I guess watching the game, you could have your doubts about that. Um, you know, I think we uh, didn't play smart enough. We were leaving the zone too early, giving them odd man chances, and uh, you know, didn't play desperate enough. I think. You like the number of chances you were able to generate. You did put a lot of shots on goal. Is that a positive that you take out of it? Does that make you like feel any better about it? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, you know, they're a team that'll give you a lot of chances no matter what. So if you're not putting them in the back of the net, they're not worth too much. Uh, like I said, not a lot to like. Uh, try to turn the page as quickly as you can for tomorrow. That was Riley Smith as he addressed the media after tonight's game. Let's head back to Gila River and hear from Chandler Stevenson as he addresses the media. Good luck. Uh, their goalie played really well. Um, a lot of shots, a lot of opportunities. And, uh, yeah, I think if we capitalize on half of our chances, it's, uh, it's a different game. All the chances and opportunities you guys had. Did you like the looks that you had despite just the one goal tonight? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, five on five. Um, you know, I think uh, almost everybody had a look, it seemed, in the third period. So, um, yeah, I mean, you get a bounce, one of those goes in. Um, you know, I think it, it changes the outcome of the game. Is this a night where you're maybe happy that it's a quick turnaround and you get to get right back out tomorrow and maybe capitalize a little bit more? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, we've had a fair share of time off here in February and um, you know I think just kind of once we get in a groove and uh, kind of get our swagger back uh, it'll be rolling a little better um, I think you know having week half a week off it uh, you know kind of takes a little bit to get going in games so uh, yeah I think with the quick turnaround uh, we'll, be, we'll be back and um, ready to go as we're missing Max and Matias on the bench there in the third period, just obviously what was that like on the bench, kind of having to deal with the short rotation? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, um, you know, especially the back-to-back, but, um, you know, it also gets everybody in the game. So uh, I think, you know, everybody played well in the third. Uh, just was enough. That was Chandler Stevenson as he addressed the media after tonight's game. Some interesting commentary from Riley Smith. We're going to get to that and more here as we continue on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes, 3-1, the final score. Vegas 29-19-4, 62 points on the year. We'll have an opportunity to get back at it tomorrow night, 7 o'clock puck drop against the Colorado Avalanche. For the Golden Knights, you're going to have to have much different approach against Colorado uh, because quite frankly 
you have to play better than you did tonight. And, you know, that's what I thought was so interesting about Riley Smith's commentary. You, 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 don't, you don't get the sense that, or at least I don't, watching the game tonight, like I, don't, I didn't get the sense that the Golden Knights were overlooking this opponent. I, I got the sense that early on, Vegas had opportunities to cash in. They didn't, and because they didn't, all of a sudden the game got tighter. All of a sudden every single play got magnified a little bit more. And we've heard from Pete DeBoer over the course of this month that in tight games, when the Golden Knights are putting pucks on net and not cashing in, there's a natural frustration that starts to set in. And I thought you could see that in the second period and maybe a little bit there. As when the Golden Knights pushed, like, bravo, you, you pushed. You had a five-minute span where you were in and around the net. You got to the blue paint, but just one shot in that situation. You throw 44 on net, and in the key areas where you had great plays, just one shot in those situations. So for me, like I don't think it was a case of overlooking. I think it was a case of not taking advantage of the opportunities. You had to break this game wide open. Pete DeBoer said it. And then the other thing from Riley Smith I thought that was really interesting. Didn't play smart enough, left the zone too quickly, not desperate enough. It's the, it's the commentary on desperation that I think is most interesting because as we talked about post-game against L.A. when the Golden Knights couldn't get it done in overtime against the L.A. Kings. Pete DeBoer talked about desperation level, about needing to find another level in that aspect of the game because there's a bunch of teams that are chasing down the Golden Knights. Vegas had an opportunity to put a little heat on the Calgary Flames after a disappointing outing the other night for Calgary. And they didn't do it here, and not because they didn't have moments, not because there weren't opportunities. They got outworked. They weren't desperate enough. And, you know, I think the interesting thing about leaving the zone too quickly, when you look at the second period and parts of the third period, when the Arizona Coyotes started to get in their groove, why? Like, why is this team that has been historically inefficient offensively, why were the Arizona Coyotes able to string together shift after shift in the offensive zone? Well, frankly, it was because the Golden Knights didn't have any outlets. Their zone exits were just banking pucks off the boards into the neutral zone and changing possession once again. When the Golden Knights are on their game, when they are playing to their level, those plays aren't happening. They are breaking out with possession and looking to make plays in transition in the neutral zone. I think they did it better in the first period than any other period in tonight's game, and it got away from them in the second period by a wide margin. So sure, you give credit to the Arizona Coyotes for getting in on the floor check, for working hard, for initiating puck battles. But I mean, like, for the Golden Knights, if you're forward tracking back, you have to be available for your defensemen. You've got to be able to simplify the game a little bit in that regard and give your defensemen easier reads to get out of your own zone. It wasn't there tonight. It has to be there tomorrow against Colorado. You know, and the, 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 the interesting thing for me is Riley Smith just coming flat out. And this is a guy that shoots pretty straight in these situations. There wasn't a lot to like. These games you can't lose, especially this time of year. It's costly, and that's the truth. There's something about 
There's something to be said about being a favorite in a game. About looking at this one as saying, you know what, put two points on the board for the Golden Knights. There, and you don't get them. Sometimes that happens in the NHL. Tip your cap all day long to the Arizona Coyotes. But the Golden Knights could have made this a very different game in the first period. They let Arizona off the hook. They let them off the hook by not executing on their grade A scoring opportunities. They let them off the hook late in the game when the push that the Vegas Golden Knights had found them lacking execution in the most dangerous areas on the ice. And you're not going to win very many games throwing 44 shots up from the perimeter and not getting the pucks on net in the dangerous areas. So for the Golden Knights back to the drawing board, I do think... You know, what Chandler Stevenson said, getting back into a groove, getting your mojo back, getting the swagger back. The more the Golden Knights play, I think the better they're going to be. But they're going to have to start real quick, and that's tomorrow night against Colorado. We're back with the highlights next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes 3-1, to 29-19-4, and four, 62 points on the... The Golden Knights certainly missing Captain Mark Stone. has dropped four of the last five games without Mark Stone in the lineup. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go... All the way back to the second period, and it's early on. There's a, a breakaway opportunity for Antoine Roussel. And Laurent Brossois would make a big-time save. Now, as the period would wear on, it was the Coyotes that were certainly the better team early on in the second period. But it's Will Carrier opening up the scoring as he potted his sixth of the year. Goal rocking on its pegs. Carrier, turnaround shot, scores! William Carrier drifting after his initial stop didn't go. Worked around to the left circle, found the puck with his back to the slot. Turned to the lefty, yanks it underneath Wedgwood. Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. That's Will Carrier's sixth of the year from Zach Whitecloud and Braden McNabb at 11.03 of the second period to make it 1-0 Arizona. Then just four minutes later, the Coyotes would answer as Shane Gostisbehere would tie the game. Into the slot, Chikrin off his stick, keeps it in the zone. Gostisbehere scores! Steps into the zone, replacing Kolyachonik on the fly. Gostisbehere rips it home. The top-scoring defenseman for the Coyotes ties it up 1-1. One one. Ninth goal of the year for Shane Gostisbehere from Jacob Chikrin and Alex Galchenyuk at 14-16 of the second period. Makes it 1-1. One one. So we'd head to the third period, tied 1-1. One one, and just three minutes into the period, Nick Schmaltz would tip a puck past Lorraine Brossois to give Arizona the lead. Oh, it's a tip shot from out high, and Arizona has scored. Out in front, it's Nick Schmaltz dancing through the blue ice, tips it home for his 10th of the year. And Arizona takes a 2-1 lead. Nick Schmaltz, his 10th of the year from Anton Strahlman and Travis Boyd at 316 of the third period, makes it 2-1 Arizona. Lynn, Lorraine Brossois would come up with a big-time glove save as our AAA insurance save of the game. And the Coyotes come out with it. Maybe a two-on-one. Keller right side, slow, shoots, glove save! Brossois snatches it from Keller. 
keeps it a one-goal game. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So that glove save from Loren Brossois would give the Golden Knights at least a puncher's chance in this one late. The Golden Knights would press, though every opportunity they had in and around the net seemed to get broken up at the last minute. The Golden Knights would pull Loren Brossois. They would push to the end, but it was Nick Schmaltz icing the game with an empty net goal. Comes to the high slot, out of his own Schmaltz, shoots it wide of the empty goal. It's into the far corner, Keller. Oh, side of the net, and it's into the empty net for the goal. Second of the day for Schmaltz. 30 seconds left. Arizona 3, Vegas 1. Nick Schmaltz, second of the period, 11th of the year from Clayton Keller at 19:29 of the third period. An empty net goal makes it 3-1 to one Arizona, and all that was left in this one was the final call. They drop the puck in the far circle, and the horn sounds. The game is over. And the Arizona Coyotes defeat the Golden Knights in come-from-behind fashion, scoring the final three goals to win it 3-1. to one. There you have it, 3-1, to one, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights drop this one to the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas 29-19-4, 62 points on the year. We'll take on the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Pre-game goes at 6 p.m. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes. 3-1 to one, the final score from Arizona. Um, by virtue of this loss for the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings defeating the Anaheim Ducks 4-1 to one tonight, the LA Kings have leapfrogged the Vegas Golden Knights. So LA in second place in the Pacific Division. Vegas drops down to third place in the Pacific Division. Though again, the Golden Knights will have an opportunity to get right back into the win column tomorrow night when they take on the Colorado Avalanche from T-Mobile Arena. 7 o'clock puck drop, 6 o'clock pregame show. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And, you know, the first period for the Golden Knights was their best period of the game. Period full stop. I didn't have much issue with the Golden Knights game in the first period except for this team had opportunities to score. They had opportunities to put the puck in the back of the net and they didn't do it. Now you can give credit to Scott Wedgwood all you want to but the amount of difficult saves needed to make in this game were not high. It wasn't a, a game in which I think the Golden Knights got goalied. I, I don't believe that's the case. I think he was good. I think Wedgwood was perfectly fine. But I think the Golden Knights' best opportunities ended up in shots that missed the net, shots that were wide, shots that were blocked. There just wasn't that finish from this Golden Knights team tonight. Despite throwing 40-plus shots on goal, despite the fact that they were able to, to, to find a high volume of chances, it just didn't feel like 
the Golden Knights were ever going to execute on their best opportunities to put the puck in the back of the net. You look at the goal that did go for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's Will Carrier, Spinorama throwing the puck on net, and it finds a way, it finds a seam. You're going to need to produce more than that if you're the Golden Knights, especially against the Colorado team tomorrow night. So I would like to see a similar defensive effort. I'd like to see the Golden Knights winning more battles in key moments and key areas within the game tomorrow against Colorado but the fact of the matter is this is a team that needs to score goals this is a team that needs to execute they did not execute tonight and it cost them two standings points that's the reality of the situation it cost them two standings points and it dropped them into third place in the Pacific Division the Golden Knights are in a race now every point matters every standings point every win everything and for the Golden Knights you can't feel good about this game because this is one you believe you should win. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes. 3-1, to the final score from Gila River Arena, Vegas. 29 19 and 4 62 points on the year and that is where we start here on the extended postgame show by virtue of this loss and with the la kings picking up a victory against the anaheim ducks tonight and two points the la kings are in second place in the pacific division the vegas golden knights in third place one point behind los angeles a costly costly outing for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight and for me it's inability to execute it wasn't that the Golden Knights didn't defend well enough I think they did it was simply a lack of execution when the game could have been decided early the Golden Knights had plenty and I mean plenty of opportunities to put this one away two on ones three on ones breakaway opportunities and they just could not find the goal and when you get two power play opportunities in the first seven minutes of the game and you've got nothing, and I mean nothing to show for it, you're not going to win very many hockey games. But I'm interested to see where you're at tonight. The Golden Knights have not looked in sync since Mark Stone went out of the lineup. That's a talking point for sure. The Golden Knights got good enough goaltending tonight to win, just couldn't put the puck in the back of the net. Are you concerned about a goal, about goal scoring with this club? I I don't feel like I am, but it's been it's been a while since I felt like the Golden Knights were the offensive juggernaut they were earlier on in the year. And then, really, it's open to anything you want to talk about. Golden Knights dropping this one 3-1 to one against the Arizona Coyotes, falling to third in the Pacific Division. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. If you have never called into the show before, 
Give me a call right now. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from a Golden Knights fan I have not heard from in a while. 702-876-1340. Load the phone lines. It's your postgame show. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, I, I guess the only word I can think of to, to sum this up is disturbing. It was disturbing to see the Knights play this way in a game that I took for granted. I know they didn't. Uh, you know, athletes, pro athletes don't take games for granted, I hope. And, and so I know they didn't. Uh, what I guess what, what ear, was eerily similar to me was it looked like Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens. It looked oh, it, very similar to that last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Like, as, It's not that I thought Scott Wedgwood stole this game. I, I just think that when the Golden Knights had grade-A opportunities, when they were pushing and, and getting to the dangerous areas, they were shooting wide or shots were getting blocked or there was there was a, a breakup there like they did well they, like they didn't do well enough to get to those areas consistently enough tonight but when they got there it was just lack of execution completely yeah and the good news of course is that it's february and not may and we don't have a seven game series to worry about with a team that's somehow lost its way uh, we get right back on the horse and we have an involved an insurmountable uh, objective tomorrow, obviously. I, you know, this is the night, though, and they, they'll play their tails off. The question will be for me is what lineup are we going to see? Will Pacioretty play, do you think? I have no idea. Honestly, yeah. like, I, like I, I know that there was a bit of a collision. He came up gingerly and left the game after that. But, I mean, there's no update, Mike. Like, there's, there's nothing from Pete DeBoer, no update after the game on Max Pacioretty or Matthias Janmark, who also left the game. So um, it's just speculation at this point, but given the fact he wasn't able to finish the game, I'm not terribly optimistic he's going to play tomorrow. Well, the misfit line has stopped producing. Even the third line is no longer producing. That's got to be corrected if we're going to prosper, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Mike, and thank you for the call. I, I mean, I look at that, and, you know, the misfit line tonight, you've – you, you've got a game without Jonathan Marchessault, who I think has been one of the more consistent goal scorers on this team. He's the, never a player that is in, is lacking confidence, and I think that's kind of what the Golden Knights need here. Um, yeah, but, I mean, your, your point's well taken. The third line hasn't been producing. I think the Golden Knights, probably their most consistent line from a game-to-game basis, at least with, with energy output, is their fourth line. And, you know, quite frankly, you can't, you can't win hockey games only depending on your fourth line to come through with big-time goals. That's essentially what happened here tonight, and the Golden Knights just didn't get enough offense. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? Well, uh, today my daughter dumped four different colors of uh, food coloring all over my carpet, and that was um, less painful than this game. <laughs> That's a so. good point. Uh. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, thankfully, the carpet is okay. And just like my carpet, I think that the Knights are going to be okay. I think that it was a really tough loss to see. But at the same time, I think that when you factor in, you know, Stone is still out. It was White Cloud's first game back after a while. And then losing two forwards during the game and having Marsha so out, I think that it's more than, you know, come on. 
I think that it's more than just, you know, we lost to a bad team. I think it's, we lost to a bad team and we were definitely not able to put up the team that we would want to or even expect to most nights. And that's saying a lot considering how hurt they've been this whole season. Yeah, you know what, Stephanie? Thank you for the call. Like, I'm with you. The Golden Knights want to get healthy. But I think we're kind of at a point right now where we can't we can't say that it's an excuse, right? Like, this is a team that earlier on in the year was winning hockey games with Paul Cotter and Jake LeCision and Jonas Ronbier chipping in and helping. And while you don't expect that, you would expect that given the complement of players the Golden Knights had tonight, given what is in the lineup for the Golden Knights on a nightly basis, given the fact that you don't have to go that deep into the well to bring in a Jake LeCision or a Jonas Ronberg or a Paul Cotter, like the Golden Knights should be able to beat this team in the Arizona Coyotes. Now, I think it's hard to deal with the amount of injuries the Golden Knights have had this year. But I'm kind of past the point, I think, of, of making that an excuse. And not that you were making an, ex- an excuse. I, I think the, the simple fact is the Golden Knights are tired of it. The players are tired of losing one or two or three or four players on a night-to-night basis. The continuity isn't there. The fact that this team has started and stopped all February long, that doesn't help the situation either. But, I mean, all that being said, they had opportunities to put the puck in the back of the net. They didn't do it. And, and that, to me, is where this game was won and lost. The Golden Knights could have made it a, a no-doubter early and really taken Arizona out of the game. And they didn't do it on the power play. They didn't execute on their, their odd man rushes. And then the Coyotes outworked the Golden Knights in the second and third period. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Oh, I've been better, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well. So, I, I mean, we, I was actually at the game tonight. So I'm calling from Arizona. And I hope I don't lose you on the on the way back to Vegas right now. But uh, I, I guess a comment and two questions for you. Uh, yeah. Number one, I, I, I just got to say that was probably one of the most embarrassing efforts I've seen out of the Golden Knights in a long time, uh, both either live or on TV. And then my, my two questions are for you. Number one, what in the world was Brassois still doing in the net with like two minutes left and the puck was behind the Coyotes' net? That's number one. And then they finally decide they want to bring him out when the puck's in, in the neutral zone about to even come into the, into the zone where Brassois was already halfway out of the net. That's number one. Number two, where do you think right now DeBoer's job security is? They were, the Knights were so quick, and the front office was so quick to get rid of Gallant, even when the Knights were in first place at the point they got rid of him. I just, I just want to know where you think his job security is right now. Yeah, you know, on, on DeBoer and his job security, like, I don't think that, that there's any danger right now with, with head coach Pete DeBoer. I think that you know, his track record over the course of his tenure here with the Vegas Golden Knights has been really, really good. And I, I think that there's a lot of ex- external factors going into this one where you look at the schedule, you look at how unique it's been for the Golden Knights here in February, and then you look at the work that he did early on in the year when it was one and well, one and four start, everything looked like yeah. the sky was falling on the Golden Knights, and yet he was able to piecemeal a lineup together and get wins and put this team in first place in the Pacific Division for the majority of the year. I think that that builds up a lot of equity. So I don't think that there's really much uh, in terms of, of 
worry there. Um, you know, and then kind of the idea on Lorraine Brossois, I, I can't tell you. I, I, I wish I could. Like, I'm in favor of a, a goalie pull that is, is much more liberal than what we see in the NHL. Like, if it were me, Lorraine Brossois would have been out of the game three and a half, four minutes left. Right, like because for the Golden Knights, you got to give yourself as much time with a man advantage of some sort to find an equalizer. It wasn't going offensively for them this this game, so you give them as much time as possible. What happens? They you get another empty net goal. Like okay, whatever, doesn't really matter. I like a quicker pull more often than not. I certainly don't like to wait until about a minute left or under a minute. Yeah, I, I, going to your point on the whole track record thing. I. I guess I don't really understand that point when you have a when you have a head coach that took an expansion team to five games in a Stanley Cup uh, championship, uh, and then you have a he- then you have a head coach that I mean really yes I guess you can say they've gotten it done in the playoffs. It's getting it done is getting to the Western Conference Final and just not doing it. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't understand the whole track record point when when I would say Gallant had a perfect track record and you leave him on the side of the street in New Jersey. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't understand that. And, and I'm not saying I'm not saying fire the board. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying with what the front office does with the Golden Knights and how they go about things. I mean, things are looking grim. I mean, you look at the standings. You mentioned it yourself. The, the, the King leapfrogged us tonight. And yeah, if you beat the, the Avalanche tomorrow, which I don't really foresee that happening, especially if Pacioretty's not uh, ready to go. I, I just things are looking real grim. And, and you look at these two points. The, the night didn't get tonight, uh, you can look at that in a month and a half from now and it could really hurt somebody. It really hurts you. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, like, I'm right there with you, Blake. These were costly points to leave on the table for the Golden Knights. I, as far as the track record, and, and thank you for the call, I, I just I look at the front office and I look at head coach Pete DeBoer and I think that there's, there's a comfortability in predictive outcomes. And I think for the majority of Pete DeBoer's tenure here with the Vegas Golden Knights, if Vegas plays to their expected level, they're going to win more often than they lose. Like, Pete DeBoer last year, his win percentage was ridiculous. This season, it has been more of a struggle because, quite frankly, the Golden Knights have not been healthy at any point in time all year long. I, I don't get the sense, and, and, and this could be my read on it, and it could be completely wrong. I don't get the sense that the Golden Knights front office is looking at making any type of change with coach i think they believe in pete DeBoer. i think that they believe he's the guy that can get them 16 wins in the playoffs and you know it's it's not an easy thing it's never guaranteed no matter how good the team is that you're going to get 16 wins in the playoffs so while it's it while i get your your thought on well gerard gallant went to the stanley cup final pete DeBoer has been to two consecutive with the vegas golden knights two consecutive western conference finals or what would equate to be a western conference final I mean, that's successful in today's NHL. You know, there are a lot of coaches that would love to be in two consecutive conference final matchups. So points well taken. I get what you're saying, Blake, but I just I don't get the sense right now that there's going to be any type of imminent change in, 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 in coaching for the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's take a break, and we'll be back on the other side right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes, 3-1 to the final score. Vegas 29-19-4, 62 points in the Pacific Division. Third place now behind the LA Kings and the Calgary Flames. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Fernando. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, not a good game tonight, but um, I asked the Ouija board if the VGK was going to um, score on the power play, and it caught on fire. So that's that. <laughs> oh, wow. But, in, but anyway, um, Arizona has been playing pretty good in the last 10 games. I've been watching them. And um, they've been doing okay, but... Um, Hopefully, Marshall show better and um, it's in isolation and get everybody else and not get anybody else there. But um, I can't wait till um, what, full strength or if there's such a full strength anymore. But um, just can't wait to get everybody gets back and we'll be okay. Have a good night. All right, thanks, Fernando, for the call. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hyper reactive to one game at a time. So I, I like. I think your point's well taken in that this team will be okay. I, I do believe that it's going to take them a couple of games coming out of this last most recent break, time off, time between games, to kind of get their footing, get themselves back to where they want to be. Um, but I, I still think this team's going to make the playoffs. I really do. And, you know, the L.A. Kings, they've been interesting, to say the least. The Calgary Flames certainly have been very good this year, but... You know, I, I think that I'm taking this, this in five-game chunks. This first of the five games, not exactly where I wanted it to be. But for the Golden Knights, they have an opportunity to get right back in it tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Um, well, I've been trying to make sure I go through what I'm going to say because every time I start to think about it, some really bad words come out, and I know how you feel about that. So... Let me try to gather my thoughts here. First of all, as I said before, the sky is not falling. It's clouded over a little bit, but what the hell. Uh, There's so many people saying, I I just hate when I see online someone saying, this team can't make the playoff. This team thinks they're a damn contender. For God's sake, you've said it a hundred times yourself. Any team can lose to any other team in this uh, NHL. I mean, they're all professional hockey players, and uh, stuff's going to happen. I wasn't happy. It was hard to watch tonight. We should have won it. We didn't. We go in tomorrow night. We take care of the abs. All those people saying all the nasty stuff tonight are going to be saying, yeah, I knew we'd be okay. Anyway, that's it. I had to get it all off my chest because I'm tired of it. Great stuff, as always, Rita. Thank you for the call. And I think that your point there is a really good one. Uh, The Golden Knights have an opportunity to silence everything with a strong performance tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche. If Vegas turns around after one of their more ineffective losses this year against a team that they absolutely should win most games against, and they go in and they beat the best team in the NHL right now, the hottest team clicking on all cylinders. That does a lot at kind of quieting things. And it's also why I've encouraged 
a lot of people to start viewing this in in game chunks in three to five or five to seven game chunks so you get a clearer picture of trends and not just get into the weeds on reacting to a game-by-game basis with the Golden Knights let's head back out to the phone lines bring in Mike hey Mike how you doing Hey, not bad, Ryan. Uh, original season ticket holder, first-time caller. So Awesome. Yeah, you know, I concur with a lot of what you've said this evening with responses to the other callers, and um, especially with the execution part of it. Yeah. I, I swear, too many times this season I've seen these, these odd man rushes, and they just they fail. You know, I, I don't know for what reason, but all these great odd man rushes, and they can't bury the puck. It's just so frustrating. And it's just kind of like the power play. You know, two power plays to start the game. And yeah. what are they now, zero and zero for 21 or 22 on the road for, with their power play? Is, is that right? Yeah, it's, thought, it's, it's 0 for the last 21 road power play opportunities. Yeah, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just they're so bad. I hate to say it, but they're just so bad. And uh, tonight's game just doesn't make me feel any better. And I hate to be a cynic, but, um, man, oh, man, there's millions and millions of dollars skating out on that ice at any given time. And they just can't score. They should be scoring four and five goals a night, period, you know, with a team that they have, regardless of the injuries. There's just too much talent out there. And, uh, man, oh, man, all of a sudden they're in third place when they were in first place just, what, two weeks ago. So they're, at this point in time, there's absolutely no way they go into the playoffs and they can beat Calgary, they can beat Carolina or Pittsburgh, or especially the Avs in a seven-game series right now. There's, there's just no way. And I hate to say that, but that's just the way I believe right now so you know you know mike I, I thank you for the call i'm going to push back on that one just a little bit um regular season hockey and playoff hockey is different uh, a series versus the same opponent for up to seven games is very different than the rigors and the monotony of an 82 game season i i think a lot of people going into the two playoff series the golden knights had last year you had you had minnesota who owned the golden knights all season long, right? And every talking point going into that one is the Golden Knights can't win in, in St. Paul. The Golden Knights can't find a win against the Minnesota Wild. The Golden Knights are going to have trouble with that series, and yet they came through on the other side. The same thing was being said about Colorado because Colorado won the regular season series against the Golden Knights. In a seven-game playoff series, it matters most which team is able to play their game plan more often than not. The thing with Colorado that I find interesting is Colorado is a team that refuses to break from what they do. If they can't get through the middle of the ice in transition, they're not going to dump the puck in. They're not going to play a simplified game. They're not going to go to a cycle down low. And that is what has limited the Colorado Avalanche. Until I see them willing to break from what they do best and win a playoff series that way, I'm going to be bullish on the fact that the Colorado Avalanche might not be the team we all expect them to. Regular season, yeah, they're a juggernaut. In the playoffs, they have to figure out that if it's not going their direction, they've got to have more dimensions than just relying on their skill and talent alone. Until that happens, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that the Golden Knights are going to have a, a pretty good chance in a seven-game series. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes 3-1, the final score from Gila River Arena. Fortunately for the Golden Knights, they are in action tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche. You have a really good opportunity in front of you to kind of erase the negative feelings from tonight's game with a strong performance tomorrow against the league's best team in the Colorado Avalanche. So for the Golden Knights, you're back to the drawing board. You're back to your you're back to T-Mobile Arena, and hopefully you're back to the win column. Vegas 29-19-4, 62 points, third in the Pacific Division behind the LA Kings and the Calgary Flames. Once again, Vegas tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche, 7 o'clock puck drop, 6 o'clock pregame show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air, and thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your postgame show Thank you for the interaction. Until tomorrow night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.